Welcome to this July Ask the Expert webinar. Now, without any further delay, I'd like to introduce today's host, David Molman with Align Technology. David, you now have the floor. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us on today's Ask the Expert webinar, The New Frontier, Combining Restorative Dentistry, Aligner Therapy, and Digital Scanning into Your Everyday Practice with Dr. Pai Mackay. You'll return two CE hours for attending today's program, and you'll receive important instructions on how to obtain your CE certificate at the conclusion of the presentation. Additionally, CE hours will automatically be added to your Invisalign Doctor site account. Please note you're able to listen to today's program via the webcast, and throughout the webinar, you'll have the opportunity to ask text questions, which our presenter will answer at the conclusion of the presentation. I apologize in advance if we're unable to answer everyone's questions since our time is limited, but we will follow up after the program to answer any outstanding text questions. Today's program will be archived in its entirety one week from today on the Education tab of your Invisalign Doctor site, where you may also access archived versions of all of our previous Ask the Expert programs anytime for CE hours. It's now my distinct pleasure to introduce our speaker today, Dr. Pai Matai. Dr. Pai Matai is an award-winning graduate of Tufts Dental School who has treated more than 1,000 patients with Invisalign system at his private practice in Laguna Hills, California. As winner of the Invisalign Case Shootout and an Invisalign faculty member for more than 10 years, he was recently awarded the North American Align Educator of the Year in 2016. He has trained doctors and their team members nationally through his Elevate program and internationally helping dental offices reap the rewards of modern technology for their patients. So without further delay, I'm going to turn the program over to Dr. Atai. Dr. Atai, you now have the floor. Well, good morning, and some of you back in the East Coast, uh, early afternoon. I'm so excited on July, just on vacation time, to be coming to you live via webcast. And I tell you, it's a great time for dentistry. I'm excited. I know that there's a lot of you who some of you might have seen me in the Elevate program that Align has helped produce and helped me grow other practices to do what I'm doing every day. Now, those of you who know, it's important. Digital technology is here and it's not going away. It's going to actually get better and better. So what's my job today? I would like to talk a little bit about the new frontier because it is. It's a new frontier for us. Some of us who I've been practicing like myself a little over 20 years, we come from a time that fixer and developers in dark rooms and talking about the types of phosphorus uh, 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 plates and now here we are radiology and digital technology, that's no longer the case. We can actually take impressions without taking impressions. What do you mean, Dr. Tai? You know what I'm talking about, those digital photos that turn into impressions. So first and foremost, let me start with that the statements and opinions are all mine. And obviously, all you attendees are responsible for any legal or regulatory compliance of any marketing or referral program. The line technology is not endorsed. Uh, of such views or opinions, they are mine. Having said that, let's talk about what we learned today. What we learned today is what I do in my office, and I've been doing this for just a little bit over 11 years now, incorporating the digital and understanding quality. Well, it is better or is it not? It's a question that we have to talk about the workflow, because once we bring in this and integrate this type of technology into our practices, we start talking about the connectivity, really just talking about the communication between digital world and our analog world that we are used to. For instance, we're going to talk about how in scan can turn into a crown. Those of you who already know this, there's still some hiccups because it's not just necessarily the quality anymore. 
It's a matter of getting our entire team and connecting and learning curve that we're going to have because the treatment planning now can all be shown to our patients right there live, and it adds other services. We can actually add other services as general practitioners. And you're going to learn a lot about not just crown and bridge, not just about moving teeth with Invisalign, but potentially other appliances that we can have in this digital world. Prior to this, talking about dentures. I mean, how do we take impressions on soft palate? Can we even get the soft palate? How do we go into this CAD or, or this CAD type of impressionless offices? We're going to talk a lot about the preciseness and delivering the dental care and most comfortable and predictable process. And again, precision is important for us. We're dealing with millimeters. And all of us as doctors and clinicians, that is the life-saving event for us when a crown doesn't fit right, and now we have to go back and redo some of these work. And then it comes out to those appliances. If the appliances doesn't fit, we have to understand that preciseness going back to the quality is important. So let's take a little time and understand why go digital. Dr. Ty, I'm not spending 100,000, 200,000, 300,000, even 30,000 in my practice. My practice is doing fine. My office team is happy. We have no problems. This is not to eliminate problems. This is to get yourself in the level of dentistry that the entire dental community is moving toward. For instance, in my practice 15 years ago, having x-ray room was very important because it's a certain room that I have my Panorex and my cone beam. And having a cone beam 15 years ago didn't bring value until today. Why? They were not connected. I had to take a cone beam for maybe TMD. I had to go take some sort of Panorex for my orthodontic treatment. Then the patient would go into a different room, and then now that room they're taking their FMX. And then the question of radiation, all these other questions would linger in my patient's mind. So digital technology was actually cumbersome and questionable. And word digital did not mean much. Today, by simply being in one room, one chair, being able to get scanned, and most importantly, allowing the entire patient and the workflow to go seamlessly hand in hand is where we get from scan, design, and a crown gets produced or an appliance or any other technology in one room, one operatory, one seamless workflow. This is valuable now because time is being saved and I may not need all the old way of doing things in my practice. What does that mean? Well, let's talk about that. When I graduated dental school back in the early 90s, one of the publications that I had, and I went out and talked about important effects of taking PBS impressions and using actual glue. Do you remember that? We had to use glue in holding those little impression materials, the PBS material, into the trays, that's what I had published. And back in 96, it was a big deal because in Journal of Dental Research, they talked about it's not just taking impression on a tray. You have to have that interface of locking it down. And that happens until this patient walks into your practice. Multiple implants, you have two crowns there on 18 and 19. How in the world are you going to take an impression on this mouth? Well, when you start to look at this, when you have all these variables, your impressions may not be as accurate. And if the impressions are not accurate, then your restorative will not be accurate. 
and the patient's experience is not the best. The patient has spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in getting this work done, and here you are, cannot deliver what you wanted to deliver. Fast forward to 10 years past. Now where are we now? Back in 96, 97, now here we are. And my digital story began in 2005. In 2005, I decided that I needed to get something different. And by different, meaning that I want to have scanning, bringing it 2D and understanding about 3D. And at that time, Caden, which is you see right there on, on the table, the original Caden handle, very heavy, very cumbersome, huge to the mouth, but that was enough for me to understand that there is a possibility that companies out there are working on this. I even tried the powder and then the powder list. I've tried it all. I've spent 30,000, 40,000, 80,000 on trying to incorporate this digital technology in my practice. Started back in 05, 06, and forward to now. The reality is today, doctors, you don't have to spend what I spend. Today, with one webinar, you're going to understand with less than a $30,000 investment that you're going to have the quality and the technology seamlessly in integrated because back in 2013, we won the Iron Challenge, which means we were the top dental office in the entire Invisalign community that can scan the fastest. And my hygienist there on the right, Sarah, myself in the middle, Amanda, uh, Nadia, we were a team that showed that we can integrate from the hygiene chair to the restorative all seamlessly. So do you think that things have progressed from back in 2000 and in 2008, my publication talking about that I never took any type of an impression or packed the cord and I just simply went back and retracted with a tiny bit of a laser and I can combine my implant crown, I can combine my regular crown and my restorative seamlessly. And back then, doctors doubted me. Dr. Tai, I don't think it's accurate. I don't think the crown is going to fit okay. I worry about the occlusion. I worry about the bite. And I said, step by step, this will work, along with other doctors by my side. The reality is, it's still the same technology, except it's on steroids, folks. Doctors, you can combine, you can make abutments, you can make crowns, and all the companies now, and the lab, have now incorporated this because when a patient comes in with two molars that need to be extracted, teeth that need to be uprighted, you have to do orthodontic treatment because the teeth are not aligned properly. They're malocluded, and that's the first, that's the main reason why the teeth started to shift in the first place. And now you're going to upright, but you want to put some implants in there. You want to put some abutments in there. And if you look at the x-ray here in tooth number 18 and tooth number 30 position, what's happened? Well, guess what? Both of those have slanted. So they've replaced the first molars. So what we want to do, those teeth were hopeless. They had to be removed. At the same time, my patient had lower crowding. At the same time, patients had tipped in teeth. And I needed the root angulation to look better. At the same time of putting in Invisalign, look at the root angulations now, as well as placing the full restorative of implants, restoring it, and not a single impression was taken on this patient. This is important. Not a single impression was taken on this patient. It was all done via 2D, digital image. And the implant and the bone are 3D. Combining the two in my practice, I've been able to be seamless. Now, some of you who do implants, who have the 3D technology, you can make that sing. Sing the same song with your 2D, but guess what? 
in this $30,000 investment, I was able to have return of investment for the past 10 years of doing seamless digital dentistry. So when my patient came in, as I tried to upright those teeth, implants were placed, the healing abutments were placed, I can now go ahead and use the grid feature on the ClinCheck. Those of you who know teeth get nice and straight on the ClinCheck software. My patient's wearing the aligners, and as the teeth are getting upright, now I'm going to plan my restorative as the implant's cooking in the bone. And the implant's cooking in the bone, I will now see where the high occlusions are on the crown that they're going, the lab is going to fabricate for me without even trying it in yet in the mouth. It's all done digitally. That's what we're going to talk about today when the crowns are delivered. You can tell from the quality of these photos, this is back almost seven to eight years ago. So this virtual and digital dental practice starts with the scan. In my world, goes to the ClinCheck software, and those of you Invisalign doctors, you know exactly what I'm talking about in understanding teeth movements, as well as planning for your restorative. The lab then fabricates the crowns for you digitally. We mount it, check for a high occlusion, and then we go straight to patient. And my team, including my restorative Dr. Flores, including my front office Amanda, Sarah, Nadia, and Charles, my technician, all of us have been very fortunate because Everyone's smiling. And trust me, these are not fake smiles for the photos. These are actual true. Everyone's very happy that they don't have to mix any kind of impression material together. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about what the lab sees as a non-digital workflow. So first we have to understand, and we know this, the margin of error in taking impressions and delivering crowns sometimes is difficult. And we end up having issues where we say the crown didn't fit because the lab did a bad job. Well, the lab is never going to come and tell you, look, doctor, your impression had a, had a bad, had a bubble on it. They say, well, we ditched around the dye for you. We kind of put it around where the, and set the model and set the dye for you right. Or they send us a crown that has a, uh, if you guys, some of you have seen a, a coping on there, that, and an additional coping that you have to do some occlusal adjustments on, right? You've seen that sometimes when they send that. They don't say that you're, you didn't do the prep well enough to have occlusal clearance. Some of these questions that are raised post-processing when the lab comes in now raises an added more variable to our delivery of quality of care. I've been using Albense Lab now in talking about digital. And one of the things that they told me was, look, for us, we'll make the best crown. But if the margins are not right and we don't have enough clearance, those are the two main factors that stops us where we don't know how to have the conversation with the doctor. So I asked Alvin say to share some digital workflow with me. And how is it that I'm able to deliver these crowns, and you'll see in just a few minutes, that I can actually get these crowns delivered without a single adjustment. Once in a while I have adjustments here and there, but it pops right in. And this is no exaggeration, doctors. When you start to go digital, you'll see the benefits in chair-side dentistry, how great the lab makes you look. And they said, simply, we go from the digital scan to a stain and glaze by post-processing, and everything's milled from the CAM design. This means that it's all done digital. And when I use this word, and I love saying the word digital, I say it again and again and again, the margins are marked via the design, not by hand. This is important. Because now if we capture it, they can see it, and they can go straight to finish. So it's important for you to understand that the preparation as the being the first step 
the scanning being the second step, and then design that takes over from your lab, then it comes into the fifth step of me delivering and, and seeding. And some of you I know mill in your office, so I kind of put that in there that the milling could be done at your office as well or in the lab. I choose to send to a lab. Uh, for us, we kind of have the, uh, I need the lab to send it to us in a, in a day or two. They'll return it to us at that time point, but we're used to bringing our patients back and having fun with them. We love spending time with our patients coming and going. So, um, you know, the lab always tells me that the doctor takes the scan, hits the send button, and there's no packaging, there's no shipping costs, and, and digital is not more expensive. It actually reduces cost of share time, of that shipping that comes and goes. The only shipping they have is dropping in your lab. The most important part for me is that it fits just right. So I'm not going to sell you on quality, but I will talk about the workflow. The workflow is important. So in comes Ralph's case. Ralph was a case that I inherited from another doctor, and the doctor wasn't quite sure if there would be need a, uh, if the liners can actually unravel the, the narrowness of the arch. Wasn't sure if the crowding was, and especially on that tooth number 23, was one that could rotate. And if you look at between uh, 23 and 24, it's kind of locked in on the upper right side of your screen on the lower arch. And the patient's going to have some wear. And this happens to be his father. And the dentist said, Dr. Thai, I feel comfortable passing this patient, my dad, to you. And uh, he's got multiple failing restorations. He needs root canals, retreatments, and maybe a potential implant on the upper uh, premolar. We've been getting problems with that tooth back and forth. When I looked at Ralph's case, looking at the narrow arch, I knew I could upright these teeth and unravel without really worrying about Invisalign's problem. Because looking at the ClinCheck, and I'll show you what the ClinCheck looks like here, and I always look, like looking at these ClinChecks in an overjet view. Narrowness of the arch gets wide. Now, how wide is this going? Well, on, the, on a virtual ClinCheck, you look like you're expanding almost four to six millimeters, especially on that bicuspid area. When you put it on a grid feature and you look at this narrowness of the arch and pop the grid feature and just count from the amount of expansions that each little grid is about a millimeter, you can get see that you're about three to four millimeters, that's at least four to six expansions on the premolar side, on 12 and 11 area, as well as five and six area. I know realistically I can get up to aligner 15. I know realistically with my, with my plastic aligners, I can at least upright these teeth by at least two to four millimeters on each arch. So I'm going to shoot for at least two millimeters expansion, even though I have 23 aligners. And I'm going to go up to aligner 15 and evaluate the case. And this case looks pretty nice at aligner 15. As you can see, tooth number 12 is where the issue is with potential having to get a um, retreatment. But I can see that it looks a little nice. I would like it for, to get up to tray 23. I would like to get that additional expansion. But I'm going to go ahead and shoot for aligner 15. And that's what we did. As we went through and we decided that, you know, in, in Ralph's case, at around aligner 15, pretty much where I predicted. And the aligner stopped tracking a bit, so it was time to add additional aligners, taking a new scan. Remember, there's no PBS, so I can take a new scan, and in a couple of hours, I'm going to have a new ClinCheck. Sometimes even within the 24 hours, I get my new ClinCheck. And looking at this case, the unraveling of the lower arch looks great. I like to upright those premolars and molars a bit more, but he started to complain a bit on tooth number 12. 
and he's had that complaint on and off. We knew that 12 may need some work. And looking at, again, his initial to where it was, his x-ray showed me that tooth number 12 is actually starting to have a little more issues to it. And we decided to send him to an endodontist. Endodontist said the tooth is fractured because prior to it, the, his son has sent him to multiple endos. And, you know, I wanted to get as much expansion as I can. We already knew that tooth is failing. It was either going to be a retreat or an implant. So they, the, the father and son decided that they would rather do the implant. Knowing that we're going to go that route, I said, allow me to design the ClinCheck so at least we can continue our anterior movements because we, if you recall, that's where we were on the initial ClinCheck, right? So my agenda would be, what are we going to do in getting this unraveling done? So I decided to move forward with an actual extraction and placing an implant and allowing the ClinCheck, just so you can see what it looks like, and I'll go back to our... Um, so here he is at 15, we're uprighting teeth, and number 12, we're planning on extracting. So once I gave the actual scan, my decision was to go ahead and extract number 12, place the implant. I can still continue to resolve the lower uh, and upper deep bite by placing and asking the aligners to be cut distal of number 12 and 13 area. So now I can actually use this cuspid, put some attachments on there, put some lingual bite ramps, continue the resolve of the deep bite as the implant is cooking. We need to do a little bit of IPR on the lower anteriors. And if you see on my aligners, on my upper arch, I put the lingual bite ramps. I'm planning on extracting number 12. That will become a little pontic material that I put in my tray. And I put passive aligners on the upper from 5 up until 11. Again, all of this is designed while the patient is just cooking as I mentioned to you, with the implant placement. So in looking at this patient, our agenda was to let the implant cook, continue the anterior deep bite movement, and this is what it looks like when you see from the initial uh, aligner 15, then you see where the implant on the right screen, implant was placed, you see number 12 missing, and that's the healing abutment. So he's continuing his anterior deep bite resolve and by those lingual bite ramps and I simply did it all via iterial scan just scanning the patient dropping down from eye record now to what we call the restorative and going to a restorative phase of ordering the scan body for an abutment and that is uh, I used at this point the Novell product and they sent me a scan body for, for Novell for tooth number 12 we placed it on there, and we scanned the actual abutment with the iTero, which is a, again, it, it, there's no reflection in there, so it allows the digital image to pick up the scan body. Uh, minimal cost of 30 to 40 bucks, I think, is what I paid for it. Um, I always like telling you the pricing so doctors know, oh, my gosh, how much does that cost? Very minimal. And you can see on the top left of your screen, number 12 has a healing abutment there. You know, we all, I always like taking a scan, pre-scan to see where the occlusion heavy bites are. So that way my lab can see uh, that we don't make the number 12 crown too heavy or too light. I put the scan body in, and you can kind of see where the scan body has been uh, placed. And my agenda is kind of giving you this, and you can see a full view of where the scan body is 
where the lab sees the actual scan body. And you can see very clearly the occlusion with the ITERO. And any other scanner that you get, I, I, I'm not quite sure how well they are, but I, I'm, I'm a big fan of being able to visualize the entire process prior to it being made. So the lab then makes my, takes my digital abutment and they add the restorative. So, you know, some of you say, well, I'm not sure how the margin will come out. That's an actual scan impression, if you will, it's a digital impression that's been sent back to me for evaluation. And the lab says, here's what we have. Are you happy with this? And real life going in from digital to real life, and that is on the x-ray on the right, where you can see the fit of the abutment. It was that simple. And I screwed in the abutment, Dr. Flores, uh, is my restorative doctor here at the office, and he's wonderful at delivering these restorations. And, you know, Ralph, even even the doctor was amazed. So what did you really do, Dr. Ty? Like, like what, do you, how, what did you really do? And said, nothing. Just, I just kind of do it all digitally. I just sit there and watch it on my computer, and that's what the dentistry of future has become. <laughs> the reality is it's just easy and seamless, and patients, don't hear all the nightmares from their friends and family. So they become a big mentor and a big advocate of my office. They want to learn about dentistry. They think dentistry is so wonderful. It's like, you know, uh, the best thing, rather than being afraid of coming to the office, they look forward to the dental visit. So with that said, I'll share you Kevin's case. Kevin's case is where we can kind of go a little bit detailed with incorporating the, the interconnectivity. So let's talk about that learning curve. So I just, you know, it's kind of hard for you to visualize everything. I said, some of you guys rewinding. What did he say there? Let me rewind there. What did he say here? So let me go slower, allow you to kind of show you the incorporation of the digital technology. And then we're going to talk about digital treatment planning. So we talked about how these services can help you get more patients. That's important as well, right? We want them, as I said, for them to be advocates of our office and dentistry. So Kevin was a direct referral of one of my other patients who came in, and Amy said, look, this office is great. I, I, I barely, this is the words out of my, I, I see Dr. Tai once or twice, and I see the whole team, everyone's happy, and I take this lovely, you know, scan thing, and they send me home with my little scan head. I'll show you what that is in a minute. And I love it. I just, I just they're great. So Kevin came in because he had been told that, his laterals are needing maybe a four unit or maybe a six unit veneer. Um, his, he didn't like his laterals. Um, he didn't want to do wire and brackets. Uh, he had some disclusions on the um, cuspids. And as you can see, he is, his bike classification not ideal. You can see the class two on one side and, and uh, you know, a severe class two on the other. He's had some, some treatments done in the past that weren't quite uh, productive for him, and he stopped mid-treatment um, and, and decided he doesn't want to finish when he was younger. And you can see his upper uh, bicuspids are, are missing. So not the best candidate for six-unit veneer, not the best candidate for even a four-unit veneer. I decided, look, you have somewhat of a narrow lateral. We might make some restorative space for you on 7 and 10. Maybe what we can do for you is, is you know, using some clear liner, using Invisalign, uh, you know, putting your teeth where they belong and maybe with that bonding or a veneer on, on just the peg laterals. We can try to do that. And, you know, he was kind of on that fence because he's like, look, 
I just try to get the six veneers done. You know, I, I'm done with it. I've done, I've done ortho before when I was younger, and then I'm not too excited about it. I said, look, let's try to make this seamless. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to show you what you're going to look like. We're going to actually take a scan, and I'm going to show you what your teeth are going to look like. And once I show you, and I can actually right here within the next three minutes, I will show you your even restoration, and I can show you your heavy bite. I can show you what the issues are that I can, in the, in the long run, in the future, that you're going to have problems with that detrimental malocclusion. Because for us, it's not just aesthetics. And I always say the byproduct of a good bite is having a nice smile. And then the restorative is easy. I can design the restorative by doing a veneer or bonding. So we kind of showed him right away from a, from a front view. You know, we scan, we, we kind of show this chair size, his particular case. He was very impressed that we can design spaces in between his laterals so we can put bondings or veneers. And we don't have to shave the six teeth even though he's ready to do it. And we kind of made the promise of, look, we'll guide you through this dental experience. And, you know, we don't want to overpromise, but we can tell you that your teeth need to be aligned better. We need to, what we call expand, bring that anterior arch forward a bit. Kind of put your teeth in better position. Your lower crowding, that malocclusion is going to continue to get worse as you get older. And you're hitting heavy on your molars. You have heavy wear facets, which changes the person's vertical. As you change the patient's vertical, you have multiple issues, and eventually you'll have TMD issues. And he says, oh, yeah, you know what? I have popping jaw once in a while. Well, I wonder why. So we decided to move forward with his treatment, and I told him about these attachments. I mean, we're there chair-side sharing this with him and talking about the aesthetics as well as the component of moving teeth at the same time. He was very excited to, to hear about that, and he had, like you saw, about 22 aligners or so. And while we're moving his teeth, he's seeing the spaces happen. He's seeing that his smile's changing. I mean, look at his smile from where he was before. Let's go right back and just look at his smile before, all right? Just right there and his facial contour on the top of your screen and look at his smile now, right? As patients start to line up, the upper arch starts to get a little better. Look at the upper arch. We have some narrowing there on the anterior. We can see that the lower mandibular has some narrowing of the arch. As we start to upright, I'm now ready to talk about the restorative. Hey, Kevin, we're, we're, we're halfway through our treatment. We want to close the diastomas on the 24 and 25. We want to kind of tip those teeth back, and I want to leave those spaces on the laterals. But we can probably move forward with just doing the laterals and then continuing your Invisalign on the lowers and kind of positioning your teeth to a much better occlusion. And as you can see, 7 and 10 were prepped. Dr. Flores, again, uh, I mention his name so much because I think he's an angel when it comes to kind of listening because he's like, uh, are you sure this is going to work, Dr. Ty? He says, yes, it's going to work. And, and uh, sure enough, here it is. Uh, the preps were, were done, and we kind of delivered those, those veneers uh, digitally and then actually manually right there, as you can see on the cast, that was right in the middle of your screen. And this was done a few days ago, and the upper arch is done. Now we're going to continue to move with the lower arch and lining up 24 and 25, but you can see tooth number 7 and 10 were the only teeth that were prepped. And they were a little bit peggy. No problem. We'll, we'll, we'll design it so that way we're only salvaging just those two. We don't have to shave 6 through 11 like he was prepared to do. Now I talked to you about the chair side process and that little scan head. I said that earlier. And 
that's the sterile tip that goes on the interoral scanner. What we do with our patients is that interoral tip, we sometimes put that and put their name on it with the little, uh, 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 those little type things that, that we have, and we print it and put it on the, put the patients as a welcome packet. And we say, this is your scan head. And they say, what is this? We say, look, we don't have any impressions here. And it, unless if you want to, um, we typically hand you the scan head. Whenever you come into your practice, just bring this in and you'll, we have the no gag policy. Patients love that. Patients love the fact that we're giving them some sort of a, a gift, if you will, and they'll bring it back. And sometimes they come and say, oh my God, I forgot my little scan head. I don't want to take an impression. No problem, we'll get you another one. It's a great marketing tool, and they go back and say, look, this, this office does everything digitally. They put my name in right in front of me. You know, they, they pick these little things and you just kind of pick the, the, the whether it's a, it's a record or you want to kind of show the patient on a, on a quick scan and doing a, a tooth movement, chair side, or simply a restorative or, or an appliance, other appliances. And I go seamlessly while the patient is watching us just press buttons and pick uh, products, whether it's a lava or an Emacs or the, the ceramic, and we drop down to the lab and we pick the lab and we say, here it is, your case will be here. And the patient's excited. And this to us has brought a lot of value in getting patients integrated so there's no, what am I coming next time for? What's gonna happen next time? How am I doing this next time? So when we get patients that are confused, we haven't done a good job. So we do the outcome, outcome simulator chair size. It enables us to kind of show effectively and communicate with attachments what they are, with, with interapproximation if we need any, and it drives that patient acceptance, combining that restorative with all the tabs that I would have in my clinic check, like I showed you in Kevin's case. So even if a six-unit veneer is needed and the patient comes in for a six-unit, I can then still use my outcome simulator using it for someone like Merrill because they have lower crowding. So what am I gonna do, give them a 12-unit veneer? And the reality is we didn't really want to do these types of work on these patients, but the patients have multiple dentistry done. They've had this patient, Merrill, she's had bondings after bondings after bondings. She's got decay you know, on the buckle. I mean, the teeth are, are, are degraded, and you can see the, the failing tooth number 11 restoration. But what am I gonna do with the lower arch? Also veneer that in those crooked angles, her gums are receding and, and teeth are, are, are malocluded and the occlusion is just not ideal. So looking at our, our treatment goal and wanting to align teeth a little better prior to restorative is important. So in Merrill's particular case, it was an easier conversation because to us, it's very simple. We're gonna, you've had history of ortho, but we're gonna look at it from the back of your head, Merrill. Take a look where your teeth are occluding, your lower teeth are banging against the upper. And if you look at from the lingual, from the back of the head, from the back of the arch, you can simply see this is where we need to be. Your teeth should be in a much better position when they're upright and they're not as overlapping. And look at the wear on the linguals of your upper arch. So the patients then get to see it right there. Outcome simulator helps me. The, 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 gut, the soft tissue and showing them where those wear facets have been for years traumatized even with her history of ortho, doesn't necessarily mean that she's, had a, she's having a good bite. And that's why these restorations have to be replaced. So as we move along and kind of align the lower arch, making it look a little nicer, now we're ready for those upper restoratives to be replaced. In this particular case, we went ahead and decided that we we're gonna do six units for her and 
the canine, and she was excited because all the little fractures, all the, all the, all the areas that you can see history of, 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 even if we polished them, it still had issues and decay underneath the composite bondings that she had done in the past. And we virtually, we took an impressionless digital image of her, sent it, Albente Lab did a great job in producing these uh, uh, products for us, uh, the ceramic, and we're very excited the different types of ceramics now in the dental community. We can actually pick the different shades, and you know we have a multiple array of, of dentistry that comes to us now because we're not stressed out about capturing that gingival margin and packing that cord. We've done away with packing cord now. We're done with packing cord now. So, you know, when the, the, the restorative is being delivered, prior to its delivery, I mean, the patient can really see the difference of what it looks like. This is that minute. This is literally three days ago in my practice, and you can see the gums. Uh, we didn't have to damage the tissue. Uh, this is just simply from us removing the temporary and placing on uh, and, and, and the marginal adaptation. It's just that day. This is that three days ago that we delivered on Merrill. I say it again and again. I've been able to do the seamless dentistry with any kind of hiccup or headache. And again, having a restorative dentist on your side, having a team by your side, having a front office that can explain this to your patients, having a hygienist that, that truly sees the value of, of the soft tissue. You know, these patients then admire and say, what about my bottom teeth? What, what are you going to do about my bottom teeth? <laughs> right? So, and, and Meryl didn't really want to spend anything. She just wanted to kind of, uh, you know, get them whitened. I forgot to tell you about that chief concern of hers, right? Her original chief concern was, I want to get my teeth whitened. So now she's moving forward in her dental experience and a pleasant one. And, you know, for us, it's important to understand these, these treatment digital planning and understanding that clinical preciseness does go hand in hand and predictable treatments, and it'll bring you other types of services that you add to your dental services. So what are some of the other dental services that you add? In my world, combining the idea of having the interconnected with my dental lab partners, I can now pick other appliances. I can actually go forward with using products that are maybe in the world of sleep, maybe in the world of interceptive ortho, maybe in the world of, in this particular case, I use Sleep Architects who happens to help me with my uh, digital sleep uh, components and moving teeth at the same time. Uh, I can actually have the interconnectivity of simply uh, taking that, remember we talked about that palette, taking that scan, sending it over to our lab partners, and then they would actually, the roof of the mouth. there it is, we're catching the roof of the mouth. And in this particular case, you can see it stitches it together. I get to send this to my dental lab partners and say, hey, I want to order this three product, or I want to order a, a, a expander for, for interceptive. And prior to this, it was very difficult to capture the roof. Uh, and, you know, 10 years ago, we had a hard time. We had a scanner, but we were still taking impressions. Now it's in the drop-down menu. The lab partners are selected. You get to have that communication with the lab partners. I can do my Invisalign. I can put my sleep appliances. I use the Aligner sleep appliance. It's a FDA-cleared appliance that allows me to combine my clear aligner treatment and sleep apnea at the same time. And again, I use my, my systems in my office, the Itero system, drop-down menu with the sleep architects lab that allows me to do the uh, appliances, billing the entire nine yards that I get to now 
seamlessly present to my patient. You can see those clear liners. You say, well, Dr. Tai, how did you get the bite? How did you make the bite right? I did it all digitally. Guess what? I can actually use the bite in the digital component. I don't need to take a, 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 another bite. So, and sleep architects can set the bite for me. So if I need to take a bite, I can just send a regular bite. The lab partners then can actually manipulate the bite to a jaw forward bite or to an edge to edge bite. But if you want to do this on your own, you can actually capture uh, the bite on your own as well. So when you look at the full scheme, when you look at the entirety of the digital world, it's coming full circle now from capturing the entire soft and hard tissue to occlusion to showing the patient where and talking about the, hey, your gum may be wearing down. We don't have to pour up the cast, show the patients where or take the into or camera and kind of try to show in a camera or mouth mirror. The reality is right there, the red shows the heavy wear. Here it is, what it looks like. And we can compare it to what they looked like six months ago to a year ago because every patient that comes in as part of our process, we scan in our initial visit, we scan every recall, and these scans are held digitally for us so we can then have the conversation about their teeth wearing down or the gums receding. And this is a very detailed, accurate margins for the crown. We can actually check the bite for that as well. So during restorative phase or initial phase, we're able to have the conversation with our patients about their occlusion and about their wear. So this detailed, accurate, if you will, digital solution has helped me get rid of these entire uh, <laughs> lab of pour-ups and, and casts and models to have to bring and show patients. Or even temporary, you know, oh my gosh, let's take a temporary impression. How do we do that? Well, we simply scan. We can actually order a biotemp for the six-unit veneers. Um, we can scan that on initial visit and have it made for us. Then a week later, when the patient's coming in for the prep, we have the temporary ready to deliver. Again, it will work that digital workflow in your office, and it's there stored in the cloud for me. The next seven to 10 years, I have access to it, so I don't ever have to worry about missing uh, the patient or losing the cast or the cast becoming a little bit moldy. So we can virtually set the digital occlusion. In this case, as you can see, tooth number 18 and 19, kind of worn down, patient's bite completely closed, uh, 15 and 14 were closed and we have to open the vertical. Well, I can set that uh, digitally and, and kind of check my clean check, check the occlusion, and I decided to do some Invisalign and talk to her about it, but first I wanted to open up the vertical a bit. So, again, taking a digital scan, sending it to Albente Lab, and the lab then said, well, we can drop the crown on the two teeth of, of 14, because they needed to be uh, done, and 14 and, and 30. Dr. Flores ended up putting those for me, open the vertical. I now have a room for 18. I can move forward with my Invisalign, finishing in one millimeter overjet overbite and continuing my restorative. And this gains another two millimeters of vertical that I needed for my first patient. And you kind of start looking at these cases and none of them were taken impressions or mounted on articulator. And doctors say, you don't need an articulator? How's that standard of care? Wait a minute. The digital impression and the patient's jaw is the best articulator. So I'm using that as my bite, as my occlusion setting. I don't have to take it from a impression 
then pour it up, then go mount it using your wax bite or using some other bite or product to mount it again and try to see if I have my entire bite right there into occlusal and can be mounted. And on our full mount cases, of course, we use articulate to double check. On our other, but in the single unit, we're able to kind of talk to the patient seamlessly. And that's what the digital world is about. So when you start to look at this um, soft tissue, hard tissue, and you start to look at the tooth wear and movement and digital recession, we now have a history. We can see the history of this patient. So I don't, what am I going to do, mount that every six months to see how the patient's tooth is wearing? Well, the reality is I'd rather show it digitally to the patient right there. And Itero's been great in giving us the time lapse. And now I get to kind of, I've been playing with this tool a lot. And I've been very proactive, and my team has been very proactive in communicating, um, you know, basic different treatment options. You know, do we do we do orthodontic movements? Do we do some gum grafts? Do we do we you know how, how we stop the receding happening? Maybe it's malocclusion. Maybe it's heavy wear. This conversation now starts and brings in other services for our dental practice, and that's where I was going with this. Because when you talk about bruxism or wearing down teeth. That's just not from a patient saying, I grind at night only, I'm stressed out. There's something other than just them being stressed out going on. So for us, we like to have this conversation with our patient. We like to have the conversation chair side. And sure enough, there's actually a potential of talking about that iTero scan or the digital scan as an as a oral and facial scan. And there, there's some potential of, of using that as our orthodontic mount setup or assessment or just chair side. So using a full mouth x-ray and a digital scan. So in my office, every six months, we're either doing an x-ray or a scan. I'm not going to take an x-ray every six months on a patient. I'll take the x-ray once a year. But the inter-oral scan, the digital scan, I will take in replacement of the x-ray to see soft and hard tissue where interproximally once a year, I mean, once we have the full mouth x-ray taken, I then have this practice where every six months or every four months, depending on the patient's recall appointment, either we're scanning or we're x-raying. And that billing is actually being done on that digital scan. May it be a x-ray or may it be a scan? We, at that point, use that code for allowing us to capture and showing not only the patient but the insurance company that we're always consistently using this digital component in our practice as a diagnostic tool. So I don't bill for both scan and x-ray at the same time because it's one or the other. I may take the scan, and sometimes that's value for my patient at no charge, but I will want to at least show that every six months we're using some sort of digital capacity in my practice. May it be radiation of x-rays, or may it be just a digital scan where there's absolutely no radiation and it's just a photo image, one or the other, we always try to talk to our patients about that. So what, what i like to do is kind of talk to you about a little bit um, deeper about the experience of your patients and maybe go, the experience is, is and I love reading this, you know, I, I don't know if you guys all know Jeff Bezos has is now, I don't know, some billion of Amazon uh, uh, dollars there. But if you build a great experience, he says, customers tell each other about that. Word of mouth is very powerful. So this word of mouth is important. When we first started the idea of the no gag policy in my practice, 
it was it was a fun little thing that hey, you're not going to gag with our impressions. We ran little cartoon snippets. We talked to our patients, and that was like I said, eight, eight ten years ago, and we couldn't quite connect the dots. You know, we had the scanner, but it was only done for Invisalign, or we had the scanner, it was only done for me, one crown here, one crown there. Now, as we kind of go through in, in getting this from our movements of, well, we started with the HVU, which is the older iTero version, to that we went to the 2.9 version, and now the element. I have two elements in my practice. I've got one of the 2.9 still in my practice. So we have three scanners, and we only have four operatories, and the fifth one is a consult room. There's myself and Dr. Flores who practice, and, you know, we did our own surveys. We kind of took our own survey of what the patients felt, and 85% of them reported that they were more comfortable with the newer element, obviously, because they had some of our old scanning before. Now, we didn't compare it to PBS impressions. We didn't think it was fair to compare it to impressions because, obviously, who wants to get impressions? Uh, now we can do a scan in less than 60 seconds all day, all night, so impressions have gone away. So I really didn't think it was fair to do the comparison to impressions. But we wanted to see if it was comparison to the, our old scanner versus the new element. And 91% of the patients said, hey, man, I feel like this is so much faster. Now, it was because there's no, the one the HDU version was kind of click, click, click with a foot pedal. In this case, we're just kind of like a little video going around the entire arch. And they thought it was a great technology, and 100% of my patients think that we are the digital dentist of today. They are, look, you guys are great, and it's awesome that my dentist has this technology. This is important, and 100% will tell others about this new technology. So every one of them said, we will tell someone. And as the progression of our, our profession keeps going and going, remember, when hand pieces came, those of you who know about dental hand pieces from the foot pedal back in the early 30s to now it went, you know, high speed and the turbine, if you will, well, that took about 10 years to integrate. And, and doctors didn't quite understand why they're going from foot and pedaling the foot to a hand and how do they, hold, you know, how does it work and the turbine concept. I see this the same way. Here we are 10 years later from my own experience, and I see already progressions being made with these scanners. I mean, there's already movement in, in potentially having, you know, some cavity detections in there, and, and we're going to see our dental experience because we no longer have that old mentality and the nanotechnology that's moving forward, and those X-ray and dark rooms have now gone away. So I hope that you kind of gained a little bit of where we've been talking about replacing not just the analog version, but incorporating inexpensively into your practice a at least a unit that helps you kind of integrate your dental services, bring on board other services, and bring on board patients that are happier every day in talking about your practice. And this whole world of digital is going to get even bigger and it's going to get to a point where we're very excited um, in my practice to see where it's going in dentistry. And uh, I thank you very much for my time. At least I wanted to kind of give you an idea of what we do in our practice. Thank you, Dr. Ty. And a couple of quick reminders. Please go to the link that's on your screen right now to take your survey and get your CE certificate. One week from today, this entire program will be archived at the Education tab on your Invisalign Doctor site. 
want to thank Dr. Atai for a great presentation and for all of you taking time out of your Friday to join us. We look forward to seeing you on another Ask the Expert webinar. Thanks very much.